This is not CNN. This is not Fox. This is not MSNBC. You've tuned into the truth bomb because you're probably tired of all the bullshit that the mainstream media keeps feeding you over and over and over again. So when I'm picking this mic up today and telling you that this episode that you're going to listen to right now is going to change your fucking life, I mean that shit. I mean that from the heart. Because the person you're going to hear from today, Sal, he's going to tell his story. And his story is about a man who's gained everything. Fame, power, money, respect, women. But in an instant, lost every single thing that he has and has been on the path of rebuilding himself from scratch. If you are a young person listening, trying to get experience in the real world, listen. If you're a person with experience and you feel broken down, listen. If you're a person for whom everything is just going just right, listen. This episode is for you. I can't even try to summarize in a minute all the topics we discuss because this episode is packed with so much value that an introduction won't do it justice. Stay tuned, my friends, because this is the truth bomb. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Truth Bomb. What's going on, Sean? How you been today, brother? Good, pretty. How you been? Dude? Good, good, good. Well, I see uh, your camera, and it's uh, dark outside, so we're recording a little bit later. Uh, yep. Good reason for it, because uh, we got uh, one of my uh, great friends, um, Sal, uh, on the show today. Uh, as our guest, we, uh, we had another guest on before who uh, had a lot of personality. Yeah. Uh, JB and uh, today yeah. we got Sal on. Sal, what's going on, brother? What's up, man? Happy to be on as always. Good, good, good. good. So, um, you know, whenever I've had John on some other shows, and 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 I know um, this is the first time um, you and Sean are connecting here, but dude, you have one hell of a story, man. Um, and I know at one point you had shared, like, written your whole story uh, on the As a Tribe Facebook uh, group back in the day when <laughs> we used to have that, and uh, it was a one of the longest and most intense stories I've read in a long time. That was not fiction. So um, just give people a, a run through, man, about your background, like in trading and your ups and downs and your personal life, like just uh, keeping it succinct and like hitting some of the points so that people know like what they're getting into when they're listening uh, from you. Um, what, you want me to start from the trading stuff or? Yeah, yeah. Just like trading and just any business related stuff, like a little bit more of your professional background. Yeah. So uh, I started as an engineer. Uh, I was working for a bank, um, Credit Suisse, downtown Manhattan. And that was my, you know, that was my focus on my life to become like an engineer. And unfortunately, I mean, I, my, as I started moving up into like that career, it was around between 2007, 2008, 2009. And of course, if you remember the whole economic thing happening uh, right. in 2008. So that's kind of like when I started realizing when I got laid off was I, I need to look at other, you know, other sources of income. How am I going to be able to not like go through this again? Because I had, you know, had a vehicle, I had a whole bunch of obligations to pay. And then when your income is cut off, it's like, you don't know, you know, people go into a panic and pretty much I, I set myself out to learn how to trade because I was, I was um, an engineer on the trading floor. And one day um, I overheard these traders talking about the money they were making. It was fucking ridiculous. Like it was, <laughs> I was just saying to myself, man, what am I doing? You know, <laughs> I need to be making money the way they are. So of course I was brand new. I didn't know what to do. I opened up a, a brokerage account with, uh, I remember, I think it was Scott's trade. And I just started pushing buttons. I, I didn't know yeah. what I was doing. And um, basically, I mean, the amount of money that I lost was ridiculous, but when I look back, it, it was necessary to learn, you know, what I was doing, right? Because um, it, it really turned into an obsession for me. And, you know, the whole saying was that when you want to really learn something, there's no, there's no such thing as a work time, right? You really, it, you'll spend 10 hours, 15 hours studying that crap. And that's what I did. Naturally, I didn't force myself to do it. I was obsessed with it. And after I learned, I told myself how to trade. And in, two, in uh, 2012, I, um, I said, oh, I understand what I'm doing finally. 
so I got a, a, into um, studying uh, patterns that the market makes all the time. It's, it repeats itself. And the reason why it, re it repeats itself is because the market's run by human behavior and human behavior doesn't change. So the, mar the patterns are always gonna repeat themselves over and over. It's just yeah, a matter of identifying them and then put your money in the market and, and let it, uh, you know, let it work. So I was able to understand that once I understood what I was looking at, and it was trading on Forex, by the way, it wasn't a stock market. So once I learned that, I pretty much um, got a call randomly by this recruiter who wanted to hire me for a temporary job at the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. I said, wow, that's interesting. And I told him I wasn't qualified because I hadn't really worked much in that you know, field before I got laid off. And I took the job and I started just putting money to the side. And to make a long story short, I had $3,000 or so. And then before I knew it, I had 30,000, 60,000 to the point where I was just forgetting about my biggest up, my biggest week was like 10,000 or so, a little over 10,000 in one week. And then up from there, making two, $3,000 a day, sometimes quitting my job. I was in my mind, I'm like, you know, I'm going to make all this money. I don't have to work anymore. And then I got involved with with women. I'm not saying anything bad about women. I love women and especially partying, but it was a necessary lesson to learn. I partied a lot and it wasn't like I was getting hookers or anything like that, but it was more like going on dates and going to the bar, spending for a bottle, you know, all this stuff, hotels, right? Parties and shit. And all that stuff added up. And then I lost focus. Like I was saying before, like you need to really like stay locked in. Or else if your mind is, it, no matter how much money you're making, if you take your eye off the ball, you're going to end up losing, you know, that money. And you're going to start losing your focus. And before you know, you went broke and you'll go broke. And that's what happened to me in 2015. And then when I, I was trying to think to myself, like, why did this happen? And I went, I, got, I felt like a, you know, a low point saying to myself, man, like I was trying to figure out why it happened, but it took some time for me to really set in and i was like okay the reason why this happens because i just wasn't focused and i was trying to recreate that but again i still had a bad mentality of wanting to make money quickly that's when i started getting more into like okay i need multiple sources of income and i got involved in shopify so i built my first site it was completely shitty didn't know what i was doing right put the website together you know all the guru stuff that you yeah. learn and that didn't work and i started another one and I, when I made my first sale online, I was selling uh, apparel, clo clothing. And that was, a, that was a little high for me, getting my first sale. And then I started making sales, but I still, I didn't add the numbers properly. I didn't do things the right way. And that was, I had to shut that down. And then now I have a Shopify store that sells canvas art and I have a better understanding making sales on this stuff. So that's where I ended up right now. And I still had a bad mentality of, of money of how to take take myself to the next level. Then I find, kind of figured out, okay, I need to stay focused and remove all these other things in my life that are, are distraction. And now I'm starting to make headway into more, being more prog progressive in my life and you know building wealth and, and doing all those other things. But yeah, that's that's been my story. Now I have a clear head when I'm trading the markets, I know the mistakes that I've made, but it took me a good 10 years to learn those lessons and it's it sounds like a long time and it is but there's no substitute for actually learning lessons the hard way so so yeah man it's it's rough but it's a necessary evil unfortunately yeah i want to talk a little bit about um about some of the distraction right because you get you get you know you become successful and everyone has a different philosophy about like what to do with that success obviously and you also want to enjoy it right it's important because otherwise life passes and you've never enjoyed any of it right. So for younger people like yourself, you know, they are going out and doing all the stuff. And what is the right balance there, man? Because it seems like it was maybe tilted. Would you say just don't do any of it? Or like, what's the right balance? And like, how did that end up for you? Like, what happened to what happened to it? That's like, what made you realize, like, dude, this is like, I'm hitting rock bottom. Like, what, what, what was that one moment? You're like, dude, I got to stop this. Because there really is a moment where like, dude, I got to change whatever I'm doing. Yeah, you, you, you try not, you, you're trying to please everybody. Like family wants your attention, your friends want your attention, work wants your attention, 
you know, personal things like, you know, free stuff, like, um, you know, errands you have to run, little shit adds up and everything is vying for your attention. Unfortunately, you have to sometimes say, okay, you know, I'm sorry, I can't make it out tonight or I can't make it out this weekend. Or if your family's having a small little get together, I'm sorry, I just need to focus on something. And it's not because you don't care or you don't want to, you know, enjoy time with them. But it made me realize like, it's either you get it done or, you know, you, 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 you please everybody and you end up not fulfilling your goals that you wanted in life. You know, you, it's just too hard. It's too hard to balance one thing. I mean, to, to balance multiple things. And sometimes, unfortunately, you just have to put things to the side and just focus and zoom in on um, fulfilling your goals. Also, they'll, they'll never happen. Right. Right. So, so what, what, what happened? Cause uh, one of the things that you and I discussed too is in your personal life, a lot of, uh, we have a lot of male listeners on the show, right? So they'll go through the same process. What, what, what happened with there with like ups and downs and relationships, something that um, Sean and I spoke about too. We talk about a couple of topics. One of them is betting. You got to know who you let in your life. It's not about not letting anyone in. It's just about making the right decision of like, what is your criteria of like who you let in your life and being very, very serious with like who comes in. Um, and then the other aspect is, is like, what, where can it go wrong? And I hope that people listen to our show. I'm like, man, I don't want to make that. I'm in college right now. I want to become successful, but I have all these distractions. Like, what should I look for? So like in your case, um, I'd love for you to, to go a little bit down like the rabbit hole from some of the dark things that can happen if you don't pay attention, if you don't mind sharing that. Yeah, man, it's, um, shit, I'm going to tell you straight out, man. It's for me, at least is, uh, you know, a lot of distractions have come, especially when you're young, when you're young is, uh, you know, girlfriends and, you know, women, man, I'm telling you, man, they have a power to suck you in. Um, they'll suck you in until you're just like dry as a bone, bro. And if you just let it go, it's great, right? You you, you had a lot of sex and you, you know, but at the end of the day, man, if your pockets are empty, that, <laughs> that it's not going to pay for your bills. And yeah, that would be my advice to somebody who's young and don't don't get distracted. It's fine to have some fun, right? But you also have to understand that you have to get things done. So, on my end, um, also if you're, if you're young, if you're going to get into a relationship, that's fine. But you also that's another thing I was saying about time. If you have a, a girlfriend, she's going to just just naturally how it is. She's going to want your time. She's going to want you to spend time with her. She's going to want you to you know cuddle with her, or whatever the fuck, or watch TV and Netflix with her it's going to suck, you know, it's going to suck your time. That time that you're spending with her, that's fine. But you, if you have a business to grow, if you have um, some research to do, what are you going to do? Yeah. And it's a good topic. Cause this is like probably one of the number one things I get from guys a lot is about, I, I, I started up in college with my first business and you know, training, my first business, whether it's the gym, whatever, it's all, all kind of the same thing. And I, I can use the gym as an example because never everyone started a business. Um, I go like I was 17 or 16. I started going to the gym. I have a couple of buddies. It was like 10 or 12 of us. Then the next year, there's eight of us. Then there's seven of us. Then it's five of us. And like then Christmas happens and Thanksgiving at the end of the day, like right now, I still go to some of the same gym where I used to go. There's no one left. Like oh, time, everyone just disappears. And the answer is why well, I got married. I got distracted. And right. the same thing with great business people too. Like I know people where I went to school here in Boston, Boston is very known for startups. Everyone wants to do a startup here. It's like everyone does startups here. That's the thing what you do in Boston. So there's a lot of talented people that I met in college, but they just can't keep it together. They, they can't keep it together. They get distracted. Um, super talented people that are probably going to build some of the greatest companies. They just can't keep it together. So, th and this is one of the reasons um, you get distracted because I think, you know, for a lot of us guys, we equate success with women. And so it's like the more successful you are, the more girls you get. Like, for example, I have this, like sometimes people come over my place and I, I got a beautiful condo. You've been there. And the first thing people ask me is like, dude, how many chicks you bang here? <laughs> That's the first thing guys ask me. They never ask me, dude, what, what do you do? What, how did you get here? What this is like the first question, dude, you must bang so many chicks on this window. Like what the fuck? Dude? Yeah. And, and it's because we have this like, um, connection as like men especially in the u.s where like if you are successful you must bang a lot of chicks and while that is that it's definitely not untrue or whatever but it's not like that me you know i think what people do is they see some success and they focus all their attention on that and i'm glad you're talking about this because it is important um as much as we think we don't we, we don't we shouldn't talk about it but it's 100 percent important and a yeah. lot of guys will fall to it 
what makes it so hard is that it's a biological need. That's the problem. It's not a problem, but that's the, it's like, okay, if you're horny, okay, and you, you, you know, this girl's texting you and she has an amazing body and shit. It's like you having to take a dump. You can't just say, hey, you know what? Uh, your body's telling you you need to take a dump. But you can't just say, you know what? I'm going to take a dump tomorrow. Not today. Your, your body's going to force you to take a fucking dump. And the same thing when, you know, for a guy that's, that's you know, horny, he's like, fuck. I mean, I mean, sure, it's a little different than having to take a dump. But it's like you have that biological need. Right. And when, that, when those urges are really strong, man, it is tough to break. You know, it's, it's tough to make that distraction. And if you're just getting texts or, you know, you, it's a it's a need. It's a human need. So it's that and money is a need too, but it's totally different from a biological need when it's, from, when it's coming from within, right? So, I mean, some people can balance it out. It's like, you know, they, they, they're like really hardcore. Some guys like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bang you tonight, but I got to leave right away. I've got to do some work. And some girls feel it's a type of way about that. Like, you know, um, you know, they want to, they want you to spend time or they'll feel like you're using them or whatever, unless you're, um, you know, being completely honest with them and tell them, Hey, I'm not, I'm just looking for, you know, casual thing. You know, I'm not ready for a relationship, which is a whole nother topic about honesty with women, but just to let them know, honestly, Hey, I'm, I don't have time. You know, you're a great girl. I love spending time with you. I love hooking up with you, but I, I can't be fully committed, you know? But we can we can fool around and have sex, but I need to get my goals in, in, in line in order, you know, because if you, some guys are just like, oh, well, you know, I'll spend my time with her, you know, blah, blah, blah. I love her. You're all, all, all lovey-dovey. And then they kind of like slip up on their goals. And then a year later, she's like, you know, I feel like we should break up. Guess what? You wasted your time. She's gone with another dude and your goals are still not met. Now, where's all of you? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's not. It's not a good thing to be, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, Sean, I want to bring you in here um, and and see, hear uh, hear your opinion on this. Yeah, um, it, from what it sounds like, it that you basically struggled saying no to people. I mean, I know Prady and I've talked about this a lot because I, I've struggled with that too um, through my my career um, is is saying no to certain people and at certain times. And I was kind of curious, like, did was there a certain time that you know, you realize that you're at rock bottom or were there like certain things on the way down that kind of like got your attention, but you kind of just shrugged it off and said you were good. Um, so I was just curious, like, was there a specific time that you actually were like, fuck man, this I I'm at rock bottom or, you know, what, what actually was it that like made you realize that? Well, yeah, I actually skipped on that part. I would have to roll back. So I was in a relationship for about five years uh the girl i mean i thought i was gonna marry her and all this other stuff and um and then she was still on my life when when i had the whole trading idea and um i don't know when i so things started collapsing for me at that point and when i look back it's like i, I thank god that happened to me because then i wouldn't be you know progressing in my life the way i am now so first thing i lost my job and then i lost my car and then um, uh, Chase and Citibank tried to sue me because I couldn't pay them. I lost my job, right, at the bank. And then after that, I was my health was bad. My mother got sick around that time. And then one day I found out that my girlfriend was cheating on me. And uh, not did she, did she leave, but yeah, I think it was two months after I found out she was engaged to some other guy. And I was like, and she got married to him and and like, I, it got to the point, and then one of my friends, who I thought was like a really good friend of mine, he did something behind my back, and it was this was my friend supposedly from from high school, you know, he was supposed to be tight with me. Right. He did something behind my back, and I was left like alone, like literally alone, and I was thinking to myself, I, I never felt like that depressed before. It was a lot of shit going on in my life, and then all every all, every dime I had, I, I lost, and it was just it was just a bad time to the point where I felt like. Uh, so emotionally drained like for the first time in my life I, I felt like i understood how somebody just wanted to check out life it wasn't like to the point where i wanted to do that but i did feel that way and what's funny is that my life literally changed on a dime well not like that but it, it 
totally turned around. One day I walked, um, I was downtown Manhattan by um, the bull, you know, the Wall Street bull. Right. I was in that area. And I decided to walk to where I used to work, which uh, if anybody's familiar with Manhattan, um, there's a building down there, uh, one, one Liberty Plaza, the tall black building, right? I walked there and across the street is um, Zuccotti Park. And Zuccotti Park is uh, where they held the Occupy Wall Street rallies and all that stuff. So I walked in, I sat down and I literally looked at the building and I looked up at the sky and I said like, I said, God, like, why is everything going so bad for me? Like literally everything was bad for me. And at that point I was, I felt so down that I called a friend of mine who I hadn't talked to in a long time. I didn't know where he was, but for whatever reason I called him. And it turns out he was in the city. He was like, he was uh, hanging, having drinks with some friends by uh, Madison Square Garden. And I was broke. I didn't have any money. And I was like, shit, I don't know what I'm going to do. But he was like, don't worry about it. Just come up and we'll hang out and whatever. So I took a cab up to there to uh, Madison Square Garden. And through him, I met another friend who to this day is a very good friend of mine. Um, He kind of got me out of that funk. And I kind of realized then that like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm literally broke. I have no woman anymore. She fucking left me for some other dude. My, uh, you know, my, my, my life is just completely like shit right now. And then that's when I feel like I needed to make a change. And my attitude towards a lot of things in life where I, I developed like, I don't give a fuck attitude, which to put it, to put it bluntly, I think you really need that sometimes in life. Like you need to get to a point where you don't really care what other people think about you. You just know that you have to do whatever is best for you. It doesn't matter what it is. And yeah, from that point on, I, the rest was history, man. I met him, started meeting other women. Um, I started getting being more focused. Now I wasn't, wasn't in a relationship. So when I get home, all I was doing was studying on the market, studying about business, studying about wealth. And every single day, I just started building my, my knowledge about things. Things started getting much better for me. And yeah, that's how I was able to get out of that funk. But it was a really bad place at that time, mentally and emotionally, man. It's uh, it's rough. Yeah, I, I hear you for sure. Yeah. Um, I've definitely been in a similar sh- situation, but I was kind of curious. You mentioned that your health was probably the, the lowest it's ever been at that time. Was there anything that you did, you know, for your mental health or physical health or anything like that to kind of turn that around, like the gym? Or did you change up anything um, as yeah. far as like your lifestyle goes? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I was I mean, I've always been a slim kid because my, my original goal was I wanted to play college basketball. And again, I I hate to blame the relationship, but it just happens naturally for guys is that I started eating a lot of shit and I I gained up to 270 pounds. I was super heavy. And again, since I haven't had a lot of time, um, it just so happened around uh, around that that same time that I was like really heavy. I had a friend that came back from the Navy and he said, hey, I'm not working right now. I'm not doing anything. Do you want to come with me to the um, to the fort? right? You're allowed to bring one guest. And I would go every single day, work out. And I lost a hundred pounds in a less, less than a year. And I felt great, better than, than I ever have. And that, that helped with my right. mental and emotional. Sure. And yeah, so it was just going to the gym every day again to have free time to, to do that. So yeah, I lost a hundred pounds and I felt great. <laughs> yeah. This is, um, one of the reasons, um, I, I felt so, um, uh, it's so important to do this kind of show and some of the other podcasts um, that I've done and, and stuff is to just talk to a lot of people out there, especially guys out there. Like, you know, when we're like at the top of our game, like there's going to be a lot of people, but when we're at the bottom of our game, like, honestly, there's no one. And honestly, like our, a lot of our relationships are maintained by our levels of success. And it's just true. And like when it comes to, for example, like a lot of romantic relationships, it don't matter. Like, and I see this with my so many of my friends, like they're like a hundred percent like cloud nine in love, and it's the greatest relationship ever. The minute you lose your job, you don't have any or much money. You're not like quote unquote ambitious. The girl leaves. <laughs> so, and so it's like a very bad in my in my opinion, it's a very very bad uh, uh, mistake to make yeah. when you're younger to get into like serious relationships. And this, I think it's a total waste of time. And I'll say that on the record, I think there's no benefit for a guy like under like 30 or so to even like consider like, like a relationship. I think that's very stupid. Do you get nothing out of it? Like absolutely nothing. I don't think there's any benefit for men. 
but society molds you that way if you really if you if you really yeah. look at it it just it's a progressive thing like you you go to school and then you're supposed to get a a, a job and a career and then you get to you know you meet somebody or you somebody that you've been talking to them like a sweetheart from high school and you just you, society just makes it right and you just fall right in and you don't realize until you're like 30 something you're like the fuck happened like i'm what's where, where did my life go and then you know a lot of a lot of people get stuck that way and it's not a fun place to be i mean for me i i didn't have any kids I'm, i don't have anything against kids i love kids um and i've never been married but i've heard from so many guys like they, they keep telling me like it's a, a big warning don't do it don't do it don't do it i'm like why 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 are you so you know they're like just don't do it and I don't personally have anything against marriage. If anything, I feel like if you're going to raise a family, you should be, you know, a mother and a father. And, but yeah, I agree. I have to agree, man. Is that if you're, if you're still young, it's just, it's this, it's going to be really difficult to balance that relationship. And, you know, you're going to be wanting to be on the computer. You need to reach it. There's a lot of mistakes. Failures are going to go through. There's a lot of stress, right? And then you're gonna have, uh, you know, her in your ear talking about, oh, let's go for a walk. Let's do. It. What do you mean? I want to go for a walk. I should I have to do? You know what I mean? Well, where am I gonna walk? Walk where? You know, it's like shit, man. And it, it's not her being annoying like that. It's just like you know, women. That's what a relationship is, right? They need that that attention and that that feeling. Do, do you think they they need that though? Because I I think that what they do is I think what happens is like you don't give them any attention and they obviously like that. And then they tell you to do X, Y, Z, let's get ice cream. Let's walk here. And then you do all that stuff. And the minute you start doing it, they actually, they have no interest anymore. I see this happen to guys all the time. You're like, what? I thought you wanted me to do all this stuff. And then like, no, you're a loser. And it's like this really weird thing that like a lot of guys go through and they have like no understanding of like what's going on. But I think, you know, when you're, I think like as, as, as a man, if you're like, you know, there, there's guys out there that are super industrious, right. They want to work 80, 90, hundred hours, you know, yeah. a week. And that's what they do. They build, have built civilization for us. They've built all the greatest companies that they're building right now. All the top guys, the 1%, they're industrious people. And they're probably not going to have the most balanced life with like family and spending time with their kids. Now that's a decision that you're going to have to make. I mean, there's nothing wrong with doing that and investing in a relationship. I think that's, that's something that's a personal decision. I would never tell anyone don't do it. But if you're listening to the show and you say, man, I want to learn about what it takes to get to that elite level where you're um, having that kind of life, that like multi-million dollar life, like it's going to take excessive amounts of work ethic. And a lot of your 20s and your 30s and your 40s are going to be spent working. It's just um, it's just how it is. There is no get rich quick. And I think people who fall into that trap of like, get a relationship in this. I mean, the only way I think you can do it is if you have one person who's like totally understanding that you just can't spend much time with them and that they make your life easier for you so that you can accomplish your goals, where your goals are your priority. You're only married to your goal. As a man, you can only marry to your mission. It's not your role, in my opinion, to conquer a woman. It's your role to conquer the world. And there's, and I think a lot of guys go wrong. They take all that testosterone which we have in our bodies, which is meant to conquer civilization. Right. They take that testosterone and try to conquer women's hearts. And you're gonna, it's a, it's a lose-lose situation, <laughs> seriously. So I, I, this yeah. is the one big message I have for people listening. Yeah, you, you can't, um, one thing I'll say is that you, you have to, you don't have to be this super multimillionaire if you don't want to, but at least try to get yourself in the 1%. I think to be in the 1% in the United States, you gotta make like over 400 and something K. Or yeah. I, would, I, I would say five and half a million. Yeah. Okay. And if you and if you start early, you, you stay focused. And um, again, if, if what do whatever you need to do, like um, uh, read books. Like for example, one of the books I've read that's great on having like basic principles is uh, the Richest Man in Babylon, and that is like kind of like okay. So read books like that, educate yourself, and at least get yourself into the one percent if you can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was gonna say pretty. Um, you mentioned like if you're young in your 20s or under 30 to not have a relationship, especially if you're trying to start a business. I don't think that our listeners know. I mean, I have a similar situation um, as Sal's that right before I started uh, my my first location for our retail store, 2015, I had a fiance and she ended up cheating on me as well. 
Um, and that was literally like a, a month before my first uh, retail store opened. So that was like beyond rock bottom for me. Um, and I had a lot of similar feelings as you did, Sal. And um, I didn't I didn't want to move forward. I, I wanted to quit. Uh, and it was it was like the worst thing that I've ever had to go through. Um, but now that I, I'm past that, that was four or five years ago. You know, if I were to marry that girl, I, I would not have been where I'm at now. There's no way I wouldn't have the time that I needed to put into the business and grow. Um, you know, I was really involved in that relationship. So like all my attention was on her, you know what I mean? Just like you've mentioned, Sal. Um, and I, I just wouldn't be where I am today if that hadn't happened. And at the time it was the worst thing ever, but now it was kind of like a, a blessing in disguise. So I, I'm right in line with what you're saying, Sal. Yeah, man, trust me. I, I'm not even ashamed to say it, man. I, I felt, I was tears down my eyes. I was crying like a little bitch all night. I just like, you <laughs> sure. know, I was just like, fuck, I'm fucked right now, man. I, I never felt so sad. I mean, if there, if there's one thing that that girl did for me is to awaken, you know, my inner, like, animal that I don't even fuck anymore. Like, it's, I, man, if I think back, I was messed up, you know? And um, it depends. Like, she left abruptly, like, quick, and then married another guy. That messed me up even more. So... Okay. That, that made me not really care. But again, like, like you just said, if it wasn't for that, I would have not learned the things that I learned, like how to make money and how to build, not just about making money, it's just lessons that you need to learn in order to be like, grow to be successful. Yeah, this is, uh, this is uh, super important. And it's normal to feel like shit. I mean, if you think about it, like, uh, luckily I haven't had that experience, but like if, <laughs> if, someone like cheating on you for a guy is like it, it sucks like because it's like someone violating like your like manhood so of course it's gonna fuck with you and I, I don't think there's anything worse for like a man on a like biological level than to feel that and I think it's just a stark reminder for people like dude no one no, no one gives a fuck like nah, let's be honest like who, plan, gives yeah. a fuck? who gives a fuck like even today like in our society we're so pussified we're like hard like this like whole like um snowflake society it it's there for like women and children but like for guys like we get nothing like no one's coming like we can't like what am i gonna have like wine with my buddies hey uh, i had my girlfriend we broke up but like let's have wine together like girls do they they bond over misery we don't have that like who am i gonna talk to if i go through shit i have no one right. so i think it makes you just like super self-reliant like you are just there like for yourself and you got to be your biggest cheerleader you got to like root for yourself and you see that the guys who are actually super successful if you study them um, let's say one out of four Fortune 500 CEOs is a psychopath, and and people who are psychopaths are people who have the inability uh, to feel empathy, and they have the inability to create like relationships. So what they do is they can do like what Sal said, they can be with a woman, sleep with them, have no feelings for them, and they just don't care. They can just move on. And this is um, a study that's been conducted over and over again, and the numbers are just increasing. So you have a lot of psychopaths as you move up in the ladder on a corporate chain and you could meet some and I've met some of them and you they have no emotion they don't give a fuck and the ability to just get over it is a trait that I think we should cultivate more especially in men today and I think we're America is going to lose this competitive advantage because we're treating it making everyone be like you know you got to do this you got to be so feelings based and I think it's bad like all this feelings training this HR training what is making it's, it's actually setting in my opinion men up for failure it is because it's going to make all these men super emotional and then they're going to get burned because that's what women do. <laughs> like, just be honest. They have no respect for yeah. men, especially when they're younger as they're going to grow. Right. They want women don't have the concept of like, dude, you got to work your fucking ass off. Right. So like, Oh, I like that body. And then you're like, I got to go to the gym. And they're like, well, why can't you spend time with me? It's like, I thought you liked my physique and I have to go to the gym to get that physique. It's just like something that the cause and effect is just like, it doesn't register with them. So I think that, you know, every young listener, like listening in, like, I mean, many people are going to make this mistake themselves but just listen carefully what you're hearing here i mean just you have to be um just this is something that i, I wouldn't spend any time on i think it's a total waste of your time i don't i when i hear like guys getting relationships at a young age i know their entrepreneurial dream is pretty much over at that point and you, need, you need that room to fail too man yeah because you're gonna fail a lot is money gonna be spent uh you know you're gonna lose money um it's not that you want to lose money but it's a natural course of things right and it's it, you're gonna feel a lot, and for anybody listening, it's not—it's not a, uh, a something that you may not want to hear, but you have to fail in order to learn. Right. So, 
as much as I, I failed a lot, but you have to have that mentality and that attitude where you kind of like, you know, I'm, if I failed, so what? I'm just going to keep trying and doing this until I actually get it. Yeah. And then you end up being, you know, successful. But but if you're tied to a lot of things, it's hard to fail because then you have to think yeah. about other people because you're like, what's this? What's my mom going to say? What's my girlfriend going to say? I can't get her this. I can't. It's like too much. And I think that's where like it's really damaging to people. One of the best things I've done for myself is I came here in this country. I have no one here, like zero. I have no family here. I have, and I have just one of my sister moved here later. She's in New York. I have no one here. I don't know anyone here. I didn't speak the language. No fucking clue. I don't know anyone here. So I came here. I didn't speak one word of English. And it was like tough because I didn't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> so I just came here in college. But like I, I built my life and it's great because I have nothing to lose. Like I have zero zero friends. I have no relationships, no girlfriends, nothing. And so it's a very like liberating feeling. Like had I, since I've been 18 until now, I've lived like I've lived alone for like, you know, 14 years now, not never with a single another person. It's been the greatest thing ever. And people were surprised. They're like, what do you do? Like all day? I was like, I just work. And I just, I don't have a single other human I've lived with since I've moved out of my house when I was, you know, early in my teens. So I think that's, a, that's been a blessing. And I think if you're a guy and you're voluntarily choosing to like live with another person for like where you don't need to, some people need to, or like that's the best situation to have. But like, if you're voluntarily choosing, I'm going to have a girlfriend, I'm going to live with them or whether it's whatever the situation is, I think you're setting yourself up for a situation where it could potentially go bad. But even that, like sometimes, even if you have like, and Sean, you and I were talking about this, even if you have like an alpha mindset of like, I'm hardcore, I'm this and that. But if in your reality, you still have to do the tasks of like being in a relationship, it doesn't matter how alpha you are, you still have to do those tasks. So yeah. that's something that a lot of people say, well, I'm not like that. I'm not wired like that. Like, it doesn't matter what you're wired because you're still doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like if you're in a relationship, you're still doing it. So it doesn't matter whether you are alpha or not, like you're still doing it. So I have nothing against it, but I think that it, it will compete with your attention. Like you're saying, Sal, it's going to compete. So then you're going to just have to see what you value, like top, if you want to be you know, at the top, top, top level, even above the 1%, um, you know, and I speak from experience, you got to fucking be ruthless. And that's all that matters is success, like nothing else from the minute you wake up till night, you can have zero distractions. Yeah. And that's hard, you know? Yeah. And real quick, too, you said, you know, nobody gives a shit about, you know, what's going on with you or your problems. And back to, you know, what happened to me back in 2015. At first, people felt bad. And, you know, I had friends and families like, I don't know, trying to make me feel better. But after a few weeks, a month went by, I was still feeling like shit and nobody cared. And it was like up to me to move forward, turn the page um, and, and continue to focus on my goals. So, I mean, everybody's going to go through through terrible things in their lives and, and low points. And, you know, you just have to realize that like like we always talk about on here, you know, nobody nobody's going to come save you. Nobody's going to um, pave your path for you. you. You have to do it yourself. So that was it made me realize that much quicker. Um, even though that was a very like traumatic experience for me, it made me like get myself into gear much quicker. Yeah. Oh, well, Sean, if you have a, once your store has grown or as it continues to grow, I mean, uh, it's just bound to happen. They always come back. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, and then it's like a little bit too late. So, um, yeah. I, I, yeah. but I think that's a one big takeaway. Like no one's coming like zero, like no one is coming. No one, like no one cares and no one's coming. And you're going to have to fight. I think we all have this concept too when we grow up is like something's going to happen, right? So like I want to be successful and like one day it's just going to happen. I was like, how is it going to happen? And so one of my, the, the least, like my, my least favorite sentence in the world is when people tell me, let's just wait and see. I was like, what do you mean? I hate that sentence. Wait and see for what? If you wait and see, nothing happens. You have to be proactive. And that's like one thing I've noticed with people who have like a winner's mindset, they don't wait and see. They do. So you did never react, they act. And so you have to have full control over every situation. So if you go in any type of situation where you feel like you just don't have full control, you're now setting it up for like luck or like fate to decide what's going to happen with you. And chances are you're going to get fucked. So I, I think that it's really, really important to like, you have to grab life by the balls. Like you have to be in control of every situation. It has to be under your frame. It has to, whether if it's in a relationship, be dominant. If it's in at work, be dominant. Like, and I know it's looked down upon. I know doing that's about equality. Fuck equality. It's not about equality. I don't think that's true at all. It's about being dominant. You have to be, you have to dominate your own life. Yep. And in order to dominate your own life, then the people who are next, close to you, you have to dominate them too. <laughs> that's just the fact. So you have to dominate and very, very difficult with like contemporary, like ideas of like what is ethical and like what you need to do before success. And honestly, they're totally different. They're totally divergent. Like, 
study the most successful people that you've ever, you know, heard of, like read the books, like, um, you know, Sal is saying, and you'll find that they do, they do things that a lot of normal people just don't want to do. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's tough, man. It's like, um, you know, not to go a little off topic, but one of the main things, especially now for with the whole pandemic and people unemployment, you know, getting worse and, and people out of jobs and some people not don't have a choice for, you know, to be able to take control of their life because, um, you know, their jobs are requiring them to go to work and put themselves in certain situations they don't want to be in. And uh, some people are fortunate to be able to work from home, but it's that if that's not a wake up call, I don't know what is, man, because uh, some of these companies are actually putting people in danger of potentially getting sick or something happening to them or whatever. Right. But um, it, it's a lesson about you have to take control to stay on top of your money. And I know money is a big, you know, it's like taboo to talk about. People don't want to talk about it, but you need to talk about it. You need it. And you need to build certain principles in your life of how to, you know, build that, that wealth up for yourself. Now, I can't stress that enough about trying to get into that 1%. And the, 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 the principles are easy, just like losing weight, right? You need to work out and have a clean diet. You know, what if you, whatever you want, you need to watch your sugar intake or carbohydrates or however you want to do it and lower your calories. It's a simple concept, but it's difficult to implement. Right. And same thing with with building wealth. It's you it's to, to save money, at least 10 percent of your money, put your money to work, learn a vehicle to put your money in to grow it. But it's difficult to do because there's so many distractions. And I feel like that's one of the biggest problems. I mean, I personally went to that uh, distractions are tough, but you really need to get a base on on that to take control of your life so that you don't really have to bend to other people telling you what to do. I think that's me personally, that's, that's, a, that's a tough one, you know, for you don't have no control of your life, you know, financially, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I think it's a good question. Why, why do you think people don't want to have us talk about money? Like who's behind us? I think there's, I, there, I feel like, and you and I t- talked about this too, Sal, is like this whole, like, the, the government and like getting together and like not trying to like keep people average. We talked a lot about mortgages and owning a house. You want to talk about that a little bit too. Yeah, so let's say you're a 20-something years old, okay? You went to college. Um, I, I feel college is worth it for some things, but many times it's not, especially if you take you have that big student loan, right? So think about, think about like a, putting a 10-pound uh, uh, dumbbell or a plate over your head, okay? That's your first burden. So when you get older, you need a car. Put another, let's put a 20 pound weight on there. So you, now you have more weight. Now you meet a girl and you're going to move in. She, all this stuff, right? You're putting a, let's put a five pound, let's be generous. Put a five, a five pound plate on there. Now you get a mortgage and you have all these other obligations. Now you're putting 45 plates. Before you know it, you're holding up fucking, you're going to get crushed under all that weight, which financially you're not going to be able to keep up with it. And that's why people sometimes go crazy after some time because they're like, how did I get to a situation where I feel like I have, I'm in a hole that I don't know how to dig myself out of credit cards, loans. If you notice every, almost everything is a loan nowadays. Right. So people don't have enough, you know, with inflation and all that, the, the, the money's not going as far. So it makes it difficult. And people have a 10, the U S is like a, a consumerism type of, you know, country, everybody consumes. Nobody saves money. And that's why, what, I don't know the statistic, but the majority of people living paycheck to paycheck. And then look what happened with the whole pandemic. That's like, nobody really thought that would ever happen. And I mean, a lot of businesses, a lot of like, you know, people not paying rent and their mortgage, there's no money. So that's, it, it goes back to the principles of people not, that the young people not learning that, you know, it's just like a society of just go spend, spend more, get a mortgage, get a loan, get this, get that. And then what later on you realize, fuck. And then from what I heard, divorce is like the worst. And that's just another burden, man. You're finished, man. It's, it's tough to get out of that hole, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've always felt like this is a, it's a, it's, 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 it's deliberate to keep people like tied 
and like tied to the system. Cause like a person, there's nothing more dangerous than a man who's free and has is debt free and has like no obligations. Like that's the most dangerous thing. So a guy that's single doesn't have kids has a ton of money and disposable income has no like mortgage or anything like what's more dangerous than that like you don't have to listen to shit the government says you can vote any way you want you can think for yourself like that's a dangerous thing right and so every society every every government has their way of control like you can take it really far like what they do in china where they just censor everything and have a one-party system or they could take it like in the united states we have our own form of control definitely not as bad i would never compare it to like what's going on in those places but we have our own form of control which is through debt keeping you financially under their feet through strong welfare programs but also through programs like getting a mortgage getting a loan it's so easy dude i open my mail i get a credit card all the time they just send me a fucking credit card. Like I have credit card after credit card. Every day, every every day I get credit cards from random companies. Oh, there's another credit card in the mail. Here's another offer to buy a house. And there's, here's go to this college. I go to YouTube and then there's like apply to this college or that. And it's like, this is what they want you to do. They want to control you. And I hope that through listening to this, hopefully people like take a step back and say, do I really need to do this? Is this actually in the best position? And when people say, well, what's the best decision? Like, how do you know what decisions to make? And I will say, does this decision make you free? Yes or no. And if it doesn't, I would suggest thinking about it twice before doing it. And if it, if it does, then do it. And that's how I always make my decision. Should, if I take that job, does it make me more free in my life? Like, does it give me, can I walk away from that situation easily? Yes or no. If I can't, then it's a problem. If I buy that house, does it make me more free or does it give me more debt and obligations? Then don't do it. And there's no right and wrong, but you got to think about those things. For some people, maybe getting a mortgage is a great idea. You could use leverage and build some of the greatest companies in the world. And the people have done that. But just think about that strategically. I think it's a really good point that you brought up, Sal. Yeah, for sure, man. It's uh, it's not a fun thing, man. And nobody talks about the money thing, but me, uh, money is very important. You have to get that in your mind. It's not... You know, some people always bring up like the verse, like, you know, money's the root of all evil and all the stuff. I mean, what can you say about that? You know, it's not like if you love money, it's like you pray to money or some shit like that. No, you, you're in the physical world too. You need money. And there's a difference though. If you're money hungry and you'll do unethical things to, 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 to get it, like kill somebody or some shit like that. I mean, of course that's wrong. Yeah. But the basic principles is that when you, when you make money, you have to set it aside and don't waste your time by watching Netflix all the time. Learn a vehicle where your money can work for you. Like, uh, I'll look at one of the books that I highly recommend, The Richest Man in Babylon. It's like, look at your money as a slave. Okay. Your, your money, every dollar is a slave for you. So instead of thinking in terms of, was it you're building an army? The more, the more soldiers you have, you can send out and, and conquer more and build your, your, a bigger you know, army for you. People that are working for you. And I think in this country, it's opposite. People are slaving themselves to, to, to money, you know? So when you put yourself in debt and you go by what society wants you to do, now you're a slave to the money. Because if you can't do, you know, you, you just can't quit your job. You don't have no funds. You don't have any backup. You don't have any investments, nothing. You, you, you're stuck. I think that's why a lot of people are, they feel really stressed out because money is one of the biggest factors. So. I think that's something that really needs to be, you know, put into people's, uh, especially young, into their head. Start early, learn how to make money. Then now with the internet, there are tons of ways to learn. And it sh there's just no reason to not do it. The only problem is there's distractions. There's YouTube, there's TikTok, there's Instagram, that's fucking uh, Facebook, obviously. There's all these distractions and it's easily to not, you know, to, to really focus on what you're doing and especially your friends, girls, family, blah, blah, blah. It's nowadays it's really hard. There's abundant of information, but there's also, there's also abundant of distractions and you really have to find, you know, especially if you're young, it's not going to be easy to, to, you know, move those things out I, in a way I get it. It's really bad, the pandemic, but if you're looking at it from the glass half full, you can say, okay, I'm not going out. I'm not doing this. It's kind of like you can't get together already, so put your time to, to use, right? Yeah. I don't think it's going to be like this forever, obviously. 
So when things improve and you you set your time focused on productive things, you'll come out on top and and live, you know, pretty well. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't uh, couldn't have said that better. Sean, any other items that you wanted to add to this, man? Um, yeah, I was just thinking about you know people that have a, a negative mindset towards money or are afraid to talk about it. Um, I, I would definitely like to think that. M- most of the people that struggled through the pandemic or, or relied on government assistance or um, anything like that during this time are the ones that are afraid to talk about it. Um, you know, people that I know that, that make money, um, one of their primary goals or focuses didn't really struggle during the pandemic. So I think it's, I think people need to switch their mindset on money in general. And it's not, I don't know why there's this negative like vibe towards money and making money and, and having goals like that. Um, because most of the people that I know, like I said, that, that have struggled are, are weird about money and they don't like to talk about it in a positive way. Um, and that's just kind of, you know, something I thought about when Sal was talking, I just think that that whole like notion needs to be switched. And, and I don't know really where like America got that overall like mentality, but it's definitely slowly shifting to where like, it's, you, you can't talk about money in a positive way. Um, so that's kind of what I got from that. Yeah, it's uh, seen as a as a dirty word, and you, you'll see actually yeah. people that have like uh, don't have a lot of success in your life, like you say they they're the ones who oh, like yeah. about money, and I was like, well, you have never had it, so how do you know it's bad? Like yeah. in order to actually criticize something, you need to have it and not have it, and kind of like you can like okay, this was good, then like you have no concept around it, right. and um, I think it's a very dangerous message that, and that's another thing for me. I think contemporary like society in America is is raising our children and like the next generation of Americans in a very dangerous fashion. It's making them dependent on government assistance is making them dependent on like the, the media is making them like dependent on, on, on banks. Like it's a total dependency model. And that, that scares me yeah. because we're telling people like, don't be independent. You can't do anything. You can't, the, 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 we don't, we don't want kids to talk about money. It's bad. If you're a wealthy person, you're a bad person. And it's like, well, if you if you teach a child that like when they're a young person, like how are they going to think about wealth in a very negative light? And that's not going to be successful for them to like they're not going to succeed. Absolutely not. When they have to make difficult decisions, should I spend time with my friends or should I you know go out or should I stay you know in and like work on my startup? If you work on your startup, then you're a you know a greedy person that just cares about money. So it's like it, it, it's it's right. training people to be average but poor but not only that there's nothing it's not about being poor even i think one thing that's worse than being poor in in, in life is is to have no control and to have no freedom i think lack of freedom is worse than poverty because if i'm free but i'm poor i think i can still rise but if i'm like poor and i and i don't have no freedom i'm fucked and so you have to be very careful and that's like one of the things i always preach yeah like uh i just want to add so you know and some people, uh, I thought about it. I, I used to think like this as well. So it's like, if I had more income, you know, coming in, I would be better off. And that makes sense, right? But the thing is, I, I came to find out that making money or making a significant amount of money and building wealth, right? It's not just about your income, but your net worth, right? You have a, a, good, a, a good net worth. It comes down to the mindset of how you view it, right? Because let's say, somebody makes 100, 150K a year versus somebody who's making, let's say 50 or 60, but that person who's making 50 or 60 is not spending money on, you know, uh, unnecessary things. They're taking that money and they're putting it towards something that's going to grow. And before you know it, that person has, you know, a net worth of, let's say, you know, a couple of hundred grand with a person that's making 100, 150K they don't really, they're leaving paycheck to paycheck because they're, they're, they're stuck with all the debts and obligations, right? So I think that's one of the things that people need to understand is that even if, you know, it's like, oh, I, I want to save money, I want to build money, but I don't make enough. That is partially true. But at the same time, if you if you know how to just take some, some a small percentage, again, like maybe like 10% of what you're getting, put it to the side and then learn how to duplicate that money. And that money will grow and before you know it, you'll have a, a nice net worth and you'll be able to, you know, either to fall back on or invest in a business or invest in some kind of stock or whatever it is, right? But I think that's one of the, the, the main things of, of building wealth and having money is that not necessarily how much you 
bringing in, which is it's important as well, but how to build that money and then duplicate that money so that it grows. That's why it took me a long time to learn how to trade. I lost a lot of money, but I knew in the future, but just like I did when I worked at the Fed, I only had 3K and I turned that into 20K, 30K, 40, 50. And it was duplicating because I, I learned how to do that, but I didn't have the right mindset, how to manage that money and keep it. You see what I'm saying? I have the skill to make the money, but I don't have the right mindset to keep it, keep it growing. If I had the right mindset before, I easily would have made, you know, close close to, or I would have surpassed a million dollars, no doubt about it. But my mindset wasn't there and I ended up losing it all because I, I didn't know how to keep it. You know what I mean? I think that's, that's a big factor. Yeah, there's, there's a mindset that's needed to sustain success. And that's a whole another topic in itself. And you just mentioned when you have funds, right? So you can invest it, you can grow, you start a business. But the way I always see about money, it's my like, fuck you card out. Like if I something if something I can walk out of any situation. That for me is, is the best because when you have a lot of money, you can walk out of any you can walk out of a bad marriage, out of a bad job out of like any bad business relationship. I mean, you have it all the time. Like even if you're in business, right? So all of us have our own, you know, e-com, um, you know, store, we, we, we are an e-com, like you're gonna deal with vendors. Sometimes vendors suck. I'm in supplements, right? And so like manufacturer will try to fuck you over. I say, okay, bye. And I just leave. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, how can you leave? And I was like, I can, cause it doesn't matter. My income like doesn't, is not tied to you being an asshole. Like you can leave any situation that's bad for you a girlfriend is like being annoying or she does shit. I'm just like, bye-bye. And the next day you got a new one. It doesn't matter because like you have the opportunity to leave. So in every like relationship, the person who can walk away the easiest has all the power. And I think what money does is not that, what people don't understand is like when I even speak to some colleagues about like this concept of money, they think it's like what you were just saying. So like you worship money and you just want to have the the green notes. And that's not what it is. It's about the concept that is like, I can walk away from any bad situation whenever I want to now you'll see your life change because you can make such better decisions for you because you're, they're not, they're not, your decisions aren't based on like what you have to do and like trying to make a compromise. They're actually the right decisions because you can have the opportunity to think about what's right and wrong. Otherwise you're like, dude, if you have like no money in the bank, you're going to have to stay with a shitty job. You're, I know people where their bosses harass them. I know some people where they're like harassing them, abusing them physically, mentally, emotionally. And they just like can't leave because they got a mortgage and they got a wife, then I got a car. And it's like, you're fucked at that point. So that's why like making as much money for any young person or whatever age you are should be the one of the number one priorities in your life. Absolutely. It's more important than getting a great relationship or great. Absolutely. I know it's like a shitty thing people say is to say it should be your number one priority. I hope people walk away with this from this episode. Like it should be your number one priority. You will have a better wet marriage if you have more money. You'll have better relationships with your friends. You'll have you'll have better parties that you can throw like. Everything actually gets better. So that's like one thing that, um, you know, I I definitely want to, you know, say. Yeah. I'll I'll let John go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm totally in agreement of that. Um, Just the more money, the more wealth that you have, you know, the, the more good you can do as well. You know, it doesn't have, again, money doesn't have to be tagged or, or whatever thought of as negative. You know, you can, you can do more with your money, do good, donate, whatever you want to do with it. Um, so I, I totally agree that the more money you make, the better off all aspects of your life are going to be, as long as you know how to maintain it and manage it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If that is something that you brought up that people don't really think about. So when you're talking about making money, it's like you can, you know, you can help the church out. You know, if you're involved, right. you can help your family out. Yeah. You can do things. Yeah. It's not a good feeling if something happens to your family or yourself or anybody else that you care about. Yeah, you can't help do them financially. You can't do yeah. fucking thing. You can't do anything. Right. So how are you going to help anybody else if you don't, you know? Right. The tough thing that society, they shame you. Why are you spending money? And you, uh, I mean, why are you spending time and, and learning this? And it takes a lot of effort and understanding how to like, you know, be, either build a business or invest. And you need knowledge about that. It takes time and it takes years. And, but it's all worth it because you can help other people. It's not just helping yourself. But you can, you can help other people. And it's just a necessary thing. I mean, that's one of the, I think that's one of the worst things that happens to society is that they shame you for certain things like, uh, you know, you're obsessed with money or you care about money or all you care about is your business. And yeah, you're talking about, I'm trying to have a better life for myself and for you. Uh, that right. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, it just, 
It doesn't fucking make any sense. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I kind of end on this, like success has a ripple effect. And I think that's really important. Something that people don't don't think about. But like when people are successful, they're wealthy and they do well. Success and winning, for example, winning actually more than anything, like it creates ripples. That's why people who like are successful, like smart, their entire family usually is like also quite smart or the next generation becomes smart too. It's like because success and winning is a ripple effect. And it's just like what we see or like a team that's great. After like five or 10 years, a lot of times they'll change all their players and they'll still have a legacy of being great. Like it's a ripple effect and it lifts other people up. So I don't think of it like as like seeing winning and all the things we've talked about here as like being a selfish endeavor because everyone around you and we've talked about the Sean will like, go up because you're successful, right? Because the conversations you will have, like all your friends will be like, fuck man, I'm talking to Sal and Sal's always into this like success mindset. I gotta be successful if I wanna talk to, to Sal. So all of a sudden what you're doing is you're creating this atmosphere where people around you, they raise the bar just by you being in their presence. And I think that's a good thing. And I think that's that's why we should celebrate success more in this country yeah. because it does so much more for the whole society. It's not a it's not a, like a selfish thing. It's an altruistic thing. And that's how this country was actually built on capitalism. It's that the concept is like every person is trying to build, bring themselves up. They create so many jobs and opportunities for others too. You know, and it's like, um, you know, it's, yeah, it goes back to the distraction things. I mean, there's so much information out there that you, that's valuable that, that help you to build another like income or something yeah. like that. But people use it the opposite way. Right. Well, Facebook People spend hours on Facebook and there's a, a, a way to use Facebook to your advantage financially, right? And, uh, you know, it, it all comes back to how you spend your time, you know, and people spend their times on, on the wrong things. I mean, it's tough, yes. to break, it's, it's tough to break from that because right. if you're so used to coming home and watching Netflix, it's going to be difficult to break that. You know what I mean? It's going to be, it's going to be tough. And I think that's why people sometimes being rock bottom, you actually need that to push you over the edge. You have to be so frustrated and upset with your life that it forces you to, to, to want to make a change or else you, you, you won't make the change. Yeah. Yeah. I always talk about it. It's got you got to feel disgusted with your situation, like absolute disgust. Yeah. I've talked about this in one of our tribe calls, but like, if you're like, if you're in a place and you, I don't know, you're sleeping in as a fucking cockroach, going on your face yeah, yeah dude what, what is the first thing you'll do you'll wake up you're like dude what the fuck and you're like slap it off and you'll it doesn't matter what you're doing you could have the shittiest day you could have had i don't know like you'd be sad happy lazy tired but you'll wake the fuck up and have all the energy in the world to get that fucking cockroach off because it's disgusting so like when people say i'm i'm too tired to do work or i don't have the energy today i was like today's not my day to go to the gym like that means you're just not driven enough you're not disgusted with your situation so like I don't know when, when if you're not if you like super overweight and you just don't feel like then you're not disgusted with it like you can't change that situation or if like you're not disgusted with your current living situation or like how you're how much you're making whatever like disgust is one of the biggest impetus for change because we see I see it all the time I know people who are super fucking lazy and I don't know I I've tried it before I just throw like an insect on them I was like oh what the fuck and like two minutes before like hey I, I've had a like uh you know in college I had a couple of classmates all I'd do is like fucking smoke weed all day and like sit on her couch and a few times like through some insects and they fuck what the fuck's going on they get up and then they're like what is going on they're like getting fucking sprays and shit and like for the whole like two days they couldn't get off their couch because they're so lazy but all of a sudden they're disgusted and they take all these actions so it's just a matter of like is it coming from you internally are you disgusted with your situation right now is it so disgusting where you're like fuck my income sucks i feel disgusted right now i need to make change and that point it won't matter if you feel lazy or tired or demotivated or sad or if shit happen in your life like it's going to come internally and i think that's that switch that happens when you hit rock bottom it can happen it could there's a mental switch sometimes that happens with people who are like fuck i feel disgusted and then all your like emotions they don't matter anymore they become secondary and the only thing that matters is your goal yeah, sure. Sure. yeah. anyway so um so we're about to, to wrap up um you know sal i just wanted to um you know thank you for coming on but also um maybe tell people where they can um find more about you maybe tell people about your store um i know you, you sell some really cool cool artwork so maybe talk about that a little bit before we before we end yeah i built a website it's www.motivatemywall.com uh still, still growing I'm still adding more products um right now unfortunately you know facebook is giving me a hard time with uh all the um 
advertising stuff, but I'm still, people can still go there and check out. And, uh, you know, my store, the store is still there, uh, easy to purchase whatever people like. Um, and also people like to hit me up about learning how to trade Forex. Um, they can hit me on, on Facebook, Sal Medina. You'll, you'll see my picture there and it'll say Forex trader. And yeah, I always love to talk about, uh, the markets and stuff like that. Before all, I, I'm still like a big Wall Street guy. I love it. And, um, you know, to me, still to this day, it's one of the best opportunities out there for making almost unlimited. I mean, you're talking about trillions of dollars in the market. And once you know how to pull from that, man, it's sky's the limit, really. Awesome. Awesome. Sean, any parting words, man? Yeah, I, I'm going to check out uh, the Shopify. It's pretty cool. I want to I see what the artwork's like. But yes. um, yeah, I appreciate you joining us, Sal. Um, you know, hearing your story, I, I just think it a lot of people can kind of relate, maybe not to the you know, the same situation, but everybody goes through lows in their life. So um, they're going to deal with, you know, something coming up sooner rather than later, I'm sure. Um, and just to let people know that, you know, they have to push themselves through it and, uh, you know, focus on their goals. And I, I think it's a, a good thing for people to hear. So I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And this one thing, actually, somebody listening right now that's going through something difficult in their life right now, there's something shitty. Uh, I'll tell you right now, you're not going to stay there, even though you feel like the world's ending or you feel like complete shit. I mean, it, fine. You know, even if you're a grown man, go to a corner somewhere, cry it out, whatever, whatever the fuck you got to do. But it's not going to it won't stay that that bad. And it's kind of strange how life has, you know, ups and downs. You know, it just means that you're here. You're at the bottom right now. You know, so. Yeah, I, I encourage people that are struggling or having a hard time in their life right now to definitely like not not think so negative and it, it, it will improve. Somehow life has a, a strange way of working itself out. So for sure, I, I encourage people to like keep their heads up. Yeah, yeah. So you have the power to to make change in your life. And uh, when you hit rock bottom, uh, like, you know, we talked about you have very little to lose at that point. You're at your rock bottom. Like, well, how how much worse can it really get? And, right. and you have power at that point. Like a real, like I think this is the closest you'll ever get to having a superpower, unless uh, you become like uh, Bill Gates or, or Jeff Bezos, where they have unlimited power. But like, if you have zero, it's either at like hundred plus billion or like zero. Both right. people have a lot of power. I think people who are like homeless who have nothing, they have, they're fucking powerful people. I'm like, dude, you got nothing to worry about, like zero. And we're talking to a lot of young people here, young men and women. Um, your college or high school, whatever, or a little bit older, it doesn't, if you're in your twenties, thirties, like you have probably nothing to worry about. Like you really have nothing to worry about. So I would take advantage of that and like make something out of yourself. And you know, the answer lies within you. You can build and destroy with your own hands. And, um, yeah, hopefully this uh, podcast allowed people to do that. So thanks. Uh, thanks so much, Sal, for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. And, uh, I feel like there's a lot more topics that we can delve into on some future, future episodes with you, man. Awesome. For sure. Thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate All right, man. It. Have a All good right. rest of the day, buddy. Bye-bye.